So an event was put on in Southern California called In Memory of Paul. And, you know, it was very, very grassroots put together. It was, you know, um, you know, chain link fencing kind of, you know, bordering it. It was done at a community college in Southern California. And um, it ended up being massive. There were like 7,000 people that showed up. Um, the the highway patrol ended up having to like shut down an, an, an off ramp and had to bring a guy out with wow. a clicker, you know, letting people in, letting people out kind of thing. Wow. And, who knew I would make it this far? They hated, they never believed me. Yeah, I would never drop the ball. I know I'm making it look easy. Yeah, Mayweather with the defense. I don't care what a critic got to say. I got him picking up the pieces. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Lambo and Leroy Show. Today, we're changing up a little bit. Uh, we couldn't get our boy in the studio, so we are doing a Zoom call. I think it should work out pretty good, though, so we'll see how... How things go. Just bear with us. Just bear with us. We'll get, we'll get this yeah. dialed in. We're stoked on it. You too, Randall. Just bear with us. Yeah. yeah. You're kind of our guinea pig right now with this. <laughs> Today, we got Randall, as I call him, Smoothers. <laughs> smoothers. Uh, my phone has always been Smoothers, so he's Randall Smoothers. Um, we we kind of got to hear that story, I think, yeah, don't we? <laughs> from, from Fuel Fest. Um, Randall, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that was a... That's funny that you say smoothers. Um, if you guys remember MySpace, that was actually my MySpace name back in the day. That's that, uh, awesome. You just dated you yourself. Know. And I'm going to probably not do the same by saying I understand what you're talking about. I don't know what MySpace <laughs> was. <laughs> MySpace was the good old days, man. We had the top eight. Who's on your top eight? Oh, dude, I don't, I don't know any you? of them anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you? No way. I mean, I always like the playlist. Oh, the playlist is awesome. I always get songs on there, man. Yeah. That's I was amazing. struggling. I, I was struggling to have eight. You know, I was like, "Gosh, can anybody just bring me on here and and, and accept me and, and all that?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody. At least you had Tom. Tom was probably in your top eight, right? <laughs> it's impressive <laughs> you remember that. <laughs> that is amazing. So, Fuel Fest, uh, Randall. Fuel Fest. Uh, why don't you kind of fill us in with what Fuel Fest is? Oh, dude. Yeah. It's um. It's this. It's this. You know meshing of these major different events into one big event. So you've got, you know, some pretty mainstream things all blended into one. So um, you got the music festival side of it, you got the car show side of it, um, then you've got the motorsport side of it. So each of those things on their own are their own independent events, you know, and we put those three together, we produce all three together and just make this massive single day you know, celebration of car culture all in one, which is, it's been awesome. It's been a wild ride for sure. So now is it like, it's a, a car show or music festival or everything? It's all yeah, in one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all of those all at once. So the second we open gates, I mean, you know, the flip, uh, the, the, the switch gets flipped on and it's just like, it just goes. Um, all those things are happening all at the same time. Is it kind of like, I mean, I haven't been to a rave, but I know a lot of people like, like, like the raves, how they're more like they're an event. It's a show, right? I mean, the, the stages, everything, is it kind of like that mixed with cars and everything? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's, I'd say it's an authentic festival with, you know, different areas and different zones in the show. Um, you know, you've got your car show area with all of the different sponsors and vendors and booths integrated in. And so that's, popping all day cars are like being unveiled and then you know as you kind of walk through the show more there's like a curated area where there's more cars and then there's a vip section where there's just like 
more stuff going on inside there. Um, then you kind of like transcend onto the motorsport side and you see the big festival stage and all the smoke going. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know, just a ton of different stuff going on all at the same time, um, all over the, the, the whole grounds are just like lines of people, people winning stuff, raffles happening, you know, unveilings and oh, it's just, it's now insane. is this kind of like what seam was trying to do this year? I would say that they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. It looks like based on the way that it's being presented, that, that would be pretty similar. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know really much about that one. Of I don't more think anybody really that. knows what it is right now. Yeah, I think everyone's a little bit confused on what SEMA is putting together on, on from what they say is they, it's a SEMA Ignite, but for multiple days, what they're trying to portray. I'm definitely very curious on what's going to happen. But where did, I mean, I know the background about Field Fest, so I've worked with you guys for the past year and a half, two years now. Give us the lowdown. Where did Field Fest come from? Yeah. So um, after, um, after Paul passed away, um, you know, the, the, the family really wanted to do something that kind of celebrated it and brought everybody together officially to kind of pay their respects in the car community. Um, and an event was, was put on. Um, and this is Paul, uh, Paul, Paul Walker? Walker? Yeah. Okay. Paul Walker. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and so an, an event was put on in Southern California called In Memory of Paul. And, you know, it was very, very grassroots put together. It was, you know, um, you know, chain link fencing kind of, you know, bordering it. It was done at a community college in Southern California. And um, it ended up being massive. There were like 7,000 people that showed up. Um, the the highway patrol ended up having to like shut down an, an, an off ramp and had to bring a guy out with <laughs> wow. a clicker, you know, letting people in, letting people out kind of thing. Wow. And, uh, everybody was like, this was really cool. And um you know, this was this was great to see everybody come together like this. You know, this thing's definitely got some legs to take off. Um, yeah. And then from there, it kind of became something where let's let's broaden it and and you know develop it something more generally for the car enthusiasts out there. Um, and so Fuel Fest came about, and that first show started in 2019. So that in memory of Paul show was 2018. Um, the first Fuel Fest kicked off in 2019. Wow. So I mean, you built this thing through covid basically when everything's shut down all the events like i mean as soon as you're getting ready to go then you get knocked down so then you had to get creative with it yeah no it was cool we um you know we were able to, to get off two shows in 2019 we did our first show in anaheim california in angel stadium okay um and then we immediately went off to london and did a show in london and which was it was incredible to see it. We, we would love to go back. Um, we definitely love our UK family out there. I mean, now did, and, when you go to like UK, I mean, that's something that's definitely easier said than done, right? Did you have someone like <laughs> from your team that already had connections there to facilitate it? I mean, there's, it's one thing to put off, put on an event here locally, but to go oh, yeah, to yeah. A, a different country is pretty wild. Yeah, we had some friends out there that were um, kind of the eyes and the ears. Um, we went and did a site visit out there and checked the place out. Um, but it was us. It was our team putting it together. Um, I mean, we mapped the thing out on Google, you know, because it was <laughs> yeah. so insane. <laughs> um, and, you know, you're, you're constantly remembering, okay, it's, it's meters out there, not feet. And so you're measuring things out and um, working in these little shires, you know, where it's like the rules are just different out there, right? Like, um, somebody could come in the night before and just be like, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't want this to happen. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Shit. What do we do? Like, how do I convince you? You do. <laughs> um, 
Oh, you invite all their friends is what you do. You give them a bunch of tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, include them. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome. And, um, I think something like 10,000 people showed up and, um, really? wow. Like three hours Northeast of, of, you know, um, central London, um, out in the city or, you know, called Chelmsford and we did it on a golf course and it was kind of cool, you know, is to see wow. these cars making these treks. And I think there was something like 120 GTRs that showed up from just different clubs and wow. insane. I mean, how many vehicles showed up? That one had about 650, something around 650. I mean, because it's pretty crazy to think about, like, I guess being naive in our own, you know, American bubble, you don't really think of the car culture outside of, you know, United States. Like, I think like American muscle V8s, but it's almost like the car culture is maybe even larger it is. in other countries than it is here. It is. And, and you got to think too, like their access to some of the American parts or Japanese parts or just wherever you are in the, in the world, like your access to aftermarket parts are, are, it's significantly harder to get some of these things. So you've almost got somebody who's a even more diehard enthusiast that's going to like pay all of those, you know, um, import customers. fees, man. No, it's definitely expensive. I mean, just to ship like one of our products there, I mean, it's probably quadruple the cost of the part. Oh, yeah. And it yeah, takes no, a lot longer. They have to have a lot more patience. Like you're, you're, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, no, it's, um, we've, we've got some big surprises coming up next year that, you know, those things are taken into account, you know, of the different countries that we're going to be announcing that we're going to that, um, you know, their access to parts are significantly harder to get. So us going there, we're, we're going to kind of try to bring some friends with us that just gets everybody all stoked. Um, but you know, it's, the cooler thing too about some of these international shows is some of the cars that are illegal here yeah. aren't illegal. There. That's right. So, you know, um, you've got some cars that roll up um, that as Americans, we're just like, wait a second, you've got four of those, you know, or something like it's that. It's like a you myth know? almost here. Like it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. Something you heard about the unicorn. Yes. The unicorn. Uh huh. Yeah. And they, they roll up and there's, you know, 60 of them and you're just like, that's incredible. So you're, you know, uh, I'd say we we get a little jaded from time to time as we're doing some of the load ins or we see the cars that are being registered. Um, but on show day, I'll tell you that, you know, and Brian, you've seen it, you know, when you guys are loading cars in and I don't even notice you guys have a camera near me peeking <laughs> out on some of these cars and. You know, it's, it's, it's cool, man. No, it's, it's been a wild ride. Those international shows are incredible. I love that. I mean, let's go back to that very first show. It dumped rain all day in Anaheim and it was flooded out. I mean, that had to be one of those things like, Oh my, what is happening right now? Do we keep doing this? How do you take that and pursue? Like, no, we're doing this. How does that happen? Um, I mean, okay. So as a, as a born and raised Californian, first of all, you don't ever believe it's going to rain. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when the forecast says rain, everybody's just like, nah. Yeah, it might. You know, it says yeah. 10% over the area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we're good. Um, so we, we just went with that mindset of like, you know, th we've got, you know, I think there was something around like 10,000 people or something that bought tickets. Right. And so we're like, these are people, and they were and they were buying that week. That was kind of the coolest thing. These are people that have seen the forecasts and don't care. So how how can we care if they don't care? Yeah. Um, and so we just went for it, and um, you know, it was what was what was kind of cool was to see everybody just with umbrellas, everybody with ponchos, everybody with rain boots. Like 
we were making bridges out of out of shipping pallets and sandbags and stuff because there was um, we learned there that the Anaheim Angels um, drainage system is not. <laughs> it didn't flow well. You were in the flood zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So at some point, you know, you're you're sitting there at like um, you know, a sponsor booth, and then you turn around and you're like, I'm now on an island and Oh my god. <laughs> so, and you so, get yeah. the Santa Ana Riverbed right there. You think it would flow pretty well right to it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we thought. Um so <laughs> no, it, it ended up being awesome. Um tons of cars showed up, people were there. I mean, they didn't care. You know, it was almost like um um, you know, that's just the level of fandom and that's the level of support that we had. And that was kind of the aha moment when, you know, we're like, and I'm glad you bring up the rain. Cause we're like, you know, um, let's go to London. <laughs> well, you're like, yeah, we can do it here. So that was good. That's when you brought this up, cause I was leading my next question is a lot of, you know, the people who see the event, go to the event, they see the success of all the hard work and they don't see all these roadblocks and hurdles you have to jump. Like were there a ton of new hurdles and roadblocks? I mean, it's probably a learning curve every time you go to a different, you know, different country. It's like, all different. I mean, how, I mean, how yeah. do you hold it together to that very last minute? I mean, obviously failure is not an option, but like, you know, it's just pivoting left, right. And just trying to make moves. Yeah, no, it's definitely, you know, a, a, you know, stepping up a ladder each show that we do where we kind of, you know, we, we hold that experience on our backs and we, we take that same level of preparedness to the next event. And it's like, okay, what would we do if this happened or what would we do if that happened? Um, but, you know, we've got an incredible team that really doesn't miss a mark when it comes to these things. Um, and, you know, really holds each other accountable to be like, you know, did you finish this? Did you do this? Did you check that? And, you know, permitting and, and all of that type of stuff. So now um, are you guys, I'm sorry. Are you guys shipping cars like some iconic vehicles to some of these events? So that's a dude, that's a great question. When we announce that we're going to go to a new location, you're we're like blown away at the cars that happen to be in somebody's grandpa's, you know, farmhouse or whatever in some of these countries or whatever. Um, I would say we don't we don't ever really need to because they're there. Like, yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, announce, Hey, we're going to do a show in such and such city. And then like two days later, we'll get an email. Like, did you know that so-and-so has like a collection of 15 fast and furious cars or, you know, they've got the, the car from the movie bullet and this and that. And you're just like, no, we didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> we do now. Uh, you're like, thanks. Yeah, give them our number. Let's get them there. Um, so that's been really cool to see just like it, it transcends every generation. It transcends every genre of car. Um, you know, there's there's dudes with blown chargers and then there's, you know, um, somebody who's like, hey, I made this one car that was just like it's in a second of one of the movies, but it's my favorite car. And you're like, dude, bring the car. It's, awesome. yeah. so, um, it's It's been so cool to see. It's awesome that you can like identify the passion here. I mean, so many people like will put on a car show or a small event or something here locally. But to then, uh, you know, recognize that 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 passion for automotive and aftermarket Oh yeah. Is everywhere. And being able to take a show like that to somewhere else is, I mean, it's, that's thinking out of the box, bro. I mean, I don't know. I mean, most people don't do that though. They would have given up after the first one in Anaheim with rain. Like, okay. They would not <laughs> have been like, let's go to Europe. Yeah. That one was a challenge. And then with COVID hitting, you know, we had, we had three shows scheduled in 2020. Um, and we decided to do like a digital show because our first show was scheduled like in April of 2020. Oh you my know, God. Right, right when things just like popped off. Yeah. So it was like, okay, Let's go with like, what were you going to show? And so we, 
we got a little creative, but we knew 2021 was going to be the year that we really just like, you know, took it to the full level. We came out with, I think, um, we had, we had two shows scheduled, two venues that were like, yeah, we'll let you guys do shows. Um, we just, you know, and a lot of it is just throwing it up in the air, you know, and, and, and kind of hoping, but just, you know, um, almost like manifesting it's going to happen. So, yeah. I mean, do you think that COVID and having to do those online shows and everything just almost built up anticipation for those next events and it maybe aided oh, in them being oh, larger yeah. and bigger than they ever would have been? I mean, we're at the end of the day, like we're fans ourselves. So when yeah. we were able to come out and say like, yeah, we're going to do a show in June, 2021, um, we were stoked just to get out yeah. and do stuff. You know? And so um, it just so happened that like a, a month before the show, um, the state had announced like, you know, four days before our show, the state will reopen. And we're just like, whoa. So I, <laughs> I, I really think um, we, you know, so that following Saturday was our first show in 2021 um, of that year. And I, and I really think that like that might have been the first large gathering like officially sanctioned legal large gathering in the state because we had already planned it like we just yeah. went wow like, you know see what happens and then it, it went in our favor which was awesome that's really rad yeah. so after europe where did you guys jump to did you jump back to the states then yeah yeah we came back to the states um in 2021 um and then 2022 um we did one show in Japan, which was insane. We're actually all headed back there in a week um, to go do our year two there. Um, and then we went to um, then we went to Abu Dhabi in December. Um, those were international. We did a few shows in between here in the states, which were which were super cool. I feel um, like Japan would have a well. I also, I mean Abu Dhabi, but I feel like Japan would just have a wild range of vehicles, and you probably see a lot of American vehicles from you know in the eighties and nineties when tons of our vehicles were going over there. Yeah, yeah. The you know the one of the surprising ones that we saw was H two Hummers. Oh um, we, really? We sell a lot of H two Hummer exhaust to Japan. A lot, we yeah. sold a ton of Astro Van exhausts. Um, no. Makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah the, the H2 Hummer was like they they imported it out there, so um, it was kind of insane. So there's like a section of the Japan show where it's an H2 Hummer parade, and they just oh don't. Oh my stop. god! It's like probably 600 H2 Hummers going down the front street. I mean, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, the icon, the the icon of American vehicles. Like, yeah, Yeah. we still sell quite a bit. We actually have a specific exhaust that we sell to Japan that is a quieter version to meet all their sound requirements and stuff. Yeah. I'm that, surprised that that thing can even drive in some of those streets, to be honest. Um, They just run everything over. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Probably just go for it. But Japan would be amazing. Um, Abu Dhabi, I'm assuming just massive amounts of supercars, right? Yeah, it was, it was kind of, um, it's, it's kind of what you imagine, you know, you, and and the, the, the thing that we wanted to do was bring an American kind of twist to this big off-road festival that they do out there every year. And, um, the coolest thing was just putting those, you know, skittled colors, supercars on top of, on top of sand, you know, that was like, that is things to see that and just have all the different colors. And then you've got just on top of that sand, um, that was, that was super cool to see that out there. I mean, were these countries easier or more difficult to put them on than like, you know, Europe was? Um, Europe wasn't really, it wasn't as challenging 
as like looking back at it, it, it seemed challenging at the time because, you know, we had just really done one show in Anaheim at that time. So we were all kind of coming together and learning the processes and stuff. Um, but, you know, generally, um, you know, the, the international shows kind of kind of sometimes pose the same challenges here in the States, um, just because you're still going through the same checks and balances. Um, you know, you've got to think safety, you've got to think ingress, egress, traffic flow, restrooms, food, you know, all of that type of stuff, parking and um, communication with just time changes, yeah. you know, just, you can't, com- you're not communicating, you're communicating right before you go to bed or right when you get up in the morning or sometimes yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Japan's 16 no. hours ahead. Yeah. When, when that, when those come around, you're like, all right, you know, my, my days shift, but at the same time, we're still doing shows here in the States, you know, like, um, not even a month after we're in Japan, we're in New Jersey. So, um, you know, it's just, it just, that there's really no off season with this because when you go to different countries, there's different weather patterns and stuff. And so you kind of take that into account too, that, you know, Hey, the best time to go to this country might be really the worst time to do something in the States, yeah. you know? So, I mean, um, so people that aren't familiar with fuel fast, like what can they expect? Like if let's say Jersey's coming up or something, right? I mean, like what is a ticket admission and what can they expect? Like why, why do the people listening who aren't familiar that want to go to this event? Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's it's really a um, it's a it's a we, we like to call it like the ultimate car show experience. So think of you know when you're going to your cars and coffee and stuff like that, and then just add you know a ton of production to it, a ton of entertainment and activities to do. So if anybody you know is interested in seeing cars, but then experiencing what it sounds like for a drift car to lose traction and just billow smoke, or what it sounds like to see two supercars, you know, going down the front straight side by side, head to head racing. Um, there's going to be, you know, a massive festival stage. We're going to be, you know, like I said, we're going to be doing the motorsports on the front straight of New Jersey motorsports park. Wow. Um, and then we've got two chicanes set up for the drift cars with some elevation change, which is going to be awesome. There's VIP towers that people can go up and really see stuff from the top. And, um, we've got Cody Walker who will be coming. We've got Tyrese Gibson from the fast and furious movies coming as well. Um, they'll walk the crowd like it's it's pretty awesome they're you know they're just like all of us like we're fans of this so when we're out there seeing stuff it's like you can kind of get carried away sometimes just looking at cars and you're like i'm at work right now (laughs) i gotta work (laughs) it just makes all the hard work worth it once you're there oh it does man it does and it's kind of funny because once gates open and everybody's kind of you know all the all the wheels are in motion you're kind of like what do i do now you know and then you go and find things to do that are fun you know and you kind of go make things happen and you hear a kid get stoked in a, you know, a car and you're like, Hey, do you want to get in that car? You know? And so you kind of stop what you're doing for a moment. Think of yourself as that kid. And then you're like, you know, I'm going to go see if the owner of that car will let this kid sit in the car, you know? um, You know, like, I mean, back in the day when we were younger growing up, you would go to truck shows or some of the events and they would have monster trucks driving around or stuff to kind of keep you occupied and things, Uh, those kind of died. And what came back from it was more of like car meets, right? enthusiasts talking about their cars and interacting and it didn't really open the door too much for maybe new people to get into the industry and being able to show them what that lifestyle is about let them hear it feel it so by doing that there's i mean i would say there's really not many shows or any shows that i can think of that are like this there's just the cars and coffees the meetups the cruises some of those things and the only excitement most people get is 
when the people are leaving the venue yeah. and oh, get dude, on you, it. You could do drift ride-alongs. At most of the shows, they have drift ride-alongs. So you could jump in with these FD drivers, and they'll give you a full lap around, and you jump out. Dude, there's lines all day long for you to jump in different cars. It's insane how it works. I can't imagine that, that how awesome that would feel. I mean, most people will probably never get to feel no. what it feels like to virtually right. be out of control when a car almost feels like it's <laughs> on ice all of a sudden. No, I was just about to say it's, it's exactly that situation. And, and a lot of the times, you know, for some of these first time events or first time venues that we'll go to, um, you know, our, our, the people that are coming to these shows are very, you know, they're very, they like cars. A lot of them are diehards, but then there's a lot of them that are really like, you know, they, they want to go to support the charity. Um, they want to go, you know, cause it, they want to see some celebrities. They want to see some cool cars. You know, they want to see these things in action, but a lot of them have never seen that before. So, um, they've, you know, they don't know what it smells like. They don't know what the cars sound like. They've never seen, you know, a 1200 horsepower car just absolutely screaming, you know? Um, and so it just, you feel it in your chest and you can get really close. And, um, and then, you know, all of our pits are integrated into the show. So there's no off limits like, oh, no, 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 those are the pits, you know, yeah. get as close as you can get to that race car, you know, look at the engineering behind it, look at the build. It's Talk cool. to the drivers, you know. It reminds me uh, of like, you know, drag racing kind of, right? Like you can watch top fuel cars run down on TV and it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, you get it if you know it. Yeah, when you're but there. When you're there and you're in the pits and their eyes are burning, they're running, and then you feel like you don't oh, yeah. see the car go down the track. You feel it go down the track. That's it's right. it's life-changing really for where you're at. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. awesome you can provide that too. I mean, I've never really got to see a supercar rip hard and get out of control unless I was just on PCH and they did it for a little <laughs> bit, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Right. And, that's, and that's the one time that car gets driven like that or something, which is, you know, um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll have, I think we're sitting somewhere around like 80, um, 80 supercars that are going to be doing roll racing. So they're already going to be going like 40 miles an hour okay. and then just rip it. Um, and, um, and then the drift guys, so they'll be revolving like every hour. There's going to be something new on the track. Um, That's rad. It's going to wow. be cool. And this is in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So this is at New Jersey, New Jersey Motorsports park on September 9th. Um, it's our first time to the Northeast and we just get, we get hit up all the time. You know, you got to come here, you got to come here. And, um, we were looking at different tracks up there in the Northeast and everything. And we're like, you know, they've, th there's a lot of really cool locations, but I don't think really any of them had the type of growth that, um, that is capable up in New Jersey. And so at the, at that New Jersey motorsports park, like, you know, there's opportunities there to where this show can become, you know, it could be a flagship event up there. And, I mean, you know, how it, do you replicate that in Southern California? Oh. Like, do you go to Yermo? <laughs> do you go out to like desert center to that random track out there? Like, how do you replicate that same type of feeling here? I mean, can you do that at the Anaheim stadium and get cars running that fast? Well, and Irwindale. Yeah, Irwindale, yeah, we, yeah, they do. They do Irwindale every year. The House of Drift, legendary House of Drift. So um, we're inside the Oval. You know, it's kind of cool. We 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 kind of made like this hybrid show where we open the Oval up for people to be able to go down into this this historic Oval. Um, there's cars on showcase down there. There's the stage down there. There's drifting down there. We somehow you know uh, managed to fit it all in that place. Okay, and, wow you know, 600 cars or something just everywhere. I mean, everywhere you turn, there's something going on at that show. It's, it's, it's incredible. We just, that was our last show. We just wrapped up and it like, we all came off of that. Just like, on a high. 
<laughs> and you had what, 15,000 people? Yes. <laughs> Insane, man. Yeah, there was there was probably um, we, we were probably reaching that breaking point where, you know, everybody was going to start going, yo, you know, wh- when are you guys going to call it? And and that morning we, we, we hit the limit and we're just like, whoa, that was that was that was wild. Um, so this year, uh, Brian was kind of naming off some of the events. Where are you guys going this year? Like how many locations? Yeah, so we're doing six locations um, domestically and we're doing two locations internationally. And um, so we've, we've, we started the year off in West Palm Beach. Um, massive, massive so show. That would be that really good. It's so fun. Like 15, yeah, that one had like 15,000 people as well. That one had over 800 cars be a part <laughs> of it. So like, many cars, dude. Now, is there, uh, sorry to cut you off, but is there like a, I mean, a criteria for the vehicles that can be there? Like a certain that, value or something? No, that's a really good question. Like what we what we really want to accomplish is like it's not our job to tell you that your car is not cool enough to inspire somebody. Um, so, you know, you never know who's going to who's going to look at your car and be like, oh, that's the car I want. Or what uh-huh. bumper do you have? On that, or what wheels do you have on that or something like that? So um, we welcome all makes and models. We definitely want to emphasize performance um, mods, too. And we want to emphasize, you know, something something, you know, modified with the car that's that's more performance driven. Um, and, or just wild builds, like just crazy things. So, um, I think that opens the doors a lot to, to having, you know, these enthusiasts from, this is my very first car and I was able to get some wheels and a suspension kit, right? Or, Hey, this is, this is my, this is my dream. You know, I put $200,000, $300,000 into this car and. So it, it, it really reaches this, this broad spectrum. So then, so then that applies to now where are you guys heading then to? So you have Japan coming up, right? And then. Yeah. So we do, we do, yeah, we have Japan at Fuji, Fuji international speedway. Um, and we God, fill that thing up. I think last year we had 33,000 people show up. Um, so insane. <laughs> wow. It was, it was not, I've never seen anything like it. You know, when we arrived, everybody was up, like standing up, just looking around like, oh, this is crazy. Um, so we come off of that and then we go to New Jersey Motorsports Park in September. Um, we're back for two days um, in Las Vegas in October, early October. And then um, we're still finalizing our date right now for the show in Abu Dhabi. But I think it's going to be somewhere tailored around F1, which is really exciting. That's awesome. Um, and then we'll we'll um, end the year in Scottsdale um, over at Westworld on December 9th. So that's going to be a cool. It almost like the right time to go to um, Abu Dhabi with F1, oh, yeah. Fuel Fest, everything. What did it, I mean? It'd be insane. It'd be like the it, new, like the next Monaco. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's wild. It's going to be wild. We're we're stoked for that one, man. That's Is that gonna, probably the one you're looking forward to the most? I'm I'm really looking forward to. I mean. This is this is what I do. This is what I love to do. So I, I wouldn't really say that I have a favorite. I have some favorite layouts. I have some favorite, you know, car clubs and people that come to the shows. But I don't know yet that I have a favorite. I I really like Florida because they have the shortest amount of time to get tickets, mm-hmm. and um, they just they just party. Like Florida is there. <laughs> no, Bryant remembers it. You know, Dude, it Florida was, uh, was unreal, man. It was yeah, it was a you know, big party. Might have to come join you guys one of these times. Like the show's over and it's like hours after the show's over and people are just kicking it. 
to the point where you're like, you know, if you're not going to start doing donuts, you got to go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was insane, man. They were, uh, they're partying. The drunk girl was my favorite, by the way, Randall. <laughs> I'm sure there was probably plenty of them, right? The one that tried to jump the hurdle and, and you Dude, know. Dude, she tried to jump. She was running away from the cops and she had jumped the fence and just her feet got stuck and ding face. Oh, oh laid herself was, out. Yeah, it was hilarious. It was like watching slow motion running. You know, she had clearly had a few too many. And I'm just like, why are they not catching her if she's running so slow? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, you know, being an enthusiast yourself, you know, what do you have parked in the garage or what are you working on parking in the garage? Yeah, I've got, um, I, I'm, I'm motorcycles, two wheels, man. Um, nice. I, I I'll, I'll get, you know, I'll get down at the racetrack on the bike. Um, I've got an R6 that I do track days with and stuff. Um, and I'm going to convince the fuel fest team here that we need to start doing some builds that, uh, that just need to be parked at my house pretty soon. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll maintain that, it, make sure it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's all, you know, it's all in the name of the company, but it just, it, you know, it needs to be something that rhymes with, um, GTR. You yeah. know? <laughs> 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 no, it's, it's funny, man. We did a podcast and uh, we had uh, his nephew on here yeah. and he's like, oh, what's your favorite car? He's like GTR, which is so awesome, man. Oh, dude, they're just, I mean, they they just took over in, you know, authentic, like they really just like dominated yeah. to the point where they got named the Godzilla. And, um, you know, to this day, I mean, even with the R35, not having gone through so many different um, you know, updates and stuff throughout the years, it just, it continues to dominate, you know, there's so much you can do with that thing. Um, but yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's something that I think is everybody's dream of just having like that, that niche car that, you know, everybody can appreciate. Yeah. I mean, and you I, need that fuel fest car right there. Everyone's a no, it's you. Well, I mean, if you're going to oh. have everything in the garage, there's going to be one of those in the garage. <laughs> 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 I mean, if you're no, going to dream it, about it, there's going to be one of those, maybe two, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's been cool to, you know, to see this level of support from everybody and, you know, all of, all of the shows, um, you know, a portion of all of the shows proceeds benefit the charity reach out worldwide. And I think we're somewhere around like, I think we're just shy of like 400,000 that we've raised for the charity. Since wow. That is so awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit more, Randall. Uh, give us a lowdown on reach out worldwide, where it came from. I know it's Paul, Paul Walker's charity and now Cody kind of Cody and Felicia, took it over when he, we passed and now is just taking it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So when it started, I mean, Paul funded it completely, you know, it wasn't something he just wanted to put his name on, um, you know, and have, you know, have it be something that he wasn't super involved in. Um, I mean, he funded everything with it. He was, you know, boots on the ground. He was the one doing it behind the scenes. Um, you know, after he passed, you know, and then Cody and Felicia, you know, really just changed their lives to come down and, and continue that, that, you know, and continue that legacy that he had started. I would say that, you know, it, it really took off from there where I think, um, you know, it's 13 Cody's, years. Sorry, Cody's now. Paul's brother, right? Little, yeah, younger brother, right? Yep, yep. Cody's okay. Paul's younger brother and um, and him and Felicia, you know, run the charity now and, uh, you know, are deploying seven, eight, 12 times a year going to different disasters around the around the world and responding to those. Um it's amazing. It went from being funded by Paul now to being completely um, donation funded. And it's a complete, you know, um, volunteer based charity. So um, the car culture really has rallied around it, which is kind of cool because, you know, when you look at it from the beginning, it was something that Paul kind of did on, you know, behind the scenes. Um, and then the car community kind of came full circle where like the car community came in and like is now a huge supporter of it. And it's kind of cool to see that really come full circle like that. 
That's amazing. Now, is there a, a website and everything where people can go see all this, see the schedule, buy tickets? Yeah, yeah. So fuelfest.com um, is where you can see, you know, it, that's a landing page that kind of breaks off into all of the individual event pages. Um, row is, you know, row.org, reach out worldwide, row.org um, to learn about the charity too. And um, on that FuelFest page are all, you know, galleries of past events. If you ever want to see like, you know, what goes down here, kind of get a, a, a glimpse of that, you know, but you're never really going to understand it unless you're there. And, you know, walking by as you're walking yeah, in the show and you're like, go. it's cool. Something on fire. And it's like, no, no, you're right next to the drift course. <laughs> you know, so chance chance would love it. Um, his son, Chance, is 17 now? Uh, yeah, he'll be 18 in January. Turn 18. Uh, so I think he would love it. He loves supercars. His nephew loves supercars. So, I mean, there's some really cool cars all the way around. They all love like supercars because of like the the video games they'd play. What oh, are yeah. the video games? Which um, Gran Turismo. Yeah, and, but and Gran Turismo is like old. Forza. Forza yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're all about the supercars on those. Yeah. Well, that's rad. Um, um, what's dude? What's I guess what's our the big plan for for Fuel Fest, man, going forward? Um, it's really just to to be able to host authentic you know, safe, fun events that appeals to everybody that wants to come out and, and really just help to build the next generation of car enthusiasts. I, I think it's, it's definitely likely that, you know, in the next couple of years, we're going to start seeing people that are registering their cars or drifting their cars that said, I came to my fuel, you know, my first one when I, you know, and I, I said, this is what I have to do. So I think that's going to be really cool is just building that next generation and, and doing it honestly and fun and, um, really just growing a team that, that, you know, shares that same passion. It's so important. Excited. I mean, for, to try and just expose the younger generations and stuff to this, like chance was telling me yesterday, he was driving in his truck. Um, he's got a TikTok. I mean, he's got a, a decent following. Yeah. Um, and it's like someone was videoing him from behind and they kind of pulled up next to him, kind of waved him down and they kind of pulled over. And this guy gets out with his 10 year old son and says, my son, Follows you on TikTok. Oh my He's gosh. a huge fan. A huge fan of your truck. Do you mind like taking a picture with him? He's a little shy, won't come over. Took a picture with him. Took a picture with the truck. And it was um it was it was pretty awesome. You know, just being able to impact the younger crowd and paving the way for the industry and the passions that we love. It's amazing, man. I love it. I think we lost Randall on that last one. I think our meeting uh may have ran out on, on that Zoom. Oh but no. um I'll uh, see if I can get him in one more time. Get in one more time. Well, I saw here. that coming, but I know. Me then, too. I didn't know it was a stop it though. But then you weren't like you weren't pausing. I'm like, okay, well, I'm yeah. just gonna run with this. I was gonna try and wrap it up right there towards the end. <laughs> and then you come with another question. I'm like, okay, well, maybe he knows something I don't uh, know. That's hilarious, man. <laughs> no, insane. Well, thank you, Randall, for uh, coming on. It was a really really cool podcast. Talk about Fuel Fest. And Do you uh, the website Instagram? Where yeah, is it's just FuelFest.com or reach out worldwide. It's R O W W.org. and you get to go check it out there and. uh yeah, man. It's uh, really cool what they're doing. Their events are insane. you got to go. We've and been, you're filming them all, Yeah, right? we're filming all of them. So since I think we're on like number eight, that way we've been filming for them. So we're going to uh, Japan with them here next, next week. Are you bringing so. out the gimbals and putting them on cars Not out crazy there? stuff. No, it's more of a behind the scenes thing. So they want to know what's going on. You know, the show with the whole behind the scenes process of going with Cody Walker and Tyrese. So the production and side Production of side of things. Yeah. So. It's gonna be cool. We got wow. out there for a week and basically you're, they're gonna everything. let you in on all their trade secrets exactly, and how they make yeah. it possible. Pretty much, exactly. So yeah, it's uh it's really exciting to to uh let's see how I'm gonna get him on here just so we close it out real quick. But um I mean, it starts eight minutes. Oh, we got eight minutes. Anyways, that's all right. I think it was a it was a great podcast. I think we're coming to an end there anyways. 
All right, guys. Well, so, thank you guys so much. Don't forget to go check out Rich Out Worldwide. Follow my Instagram and Facebook. They're all that good stuff. And too, if you so. have any people you want us to get on, let us know or yeah, tell let, them they need to get on. Yes. If you have anyone that wants to call on the podcast, we'd love to bring them on. So we appreciate it very much. And we're out. See ya. Who knew I would make it this far? They hated, they never believe me. Yeah, I would never drop the ball. I know I make it look easy. Yeah, Mayweather with the defense. I don't care what a critic got to say. I got him picking up the pieces.